Hey, Narf. How's it going? Choir boy. Welcome back to the pod. Good to be here. Yeah. So it's funny because literally everyone in this league, I think, has like four different Skype accounts, even though they say they never use Skype. And then I can never call them when I need to. Yeah, that's how it works for me. I, uh, I use Skype maybe once a year, and it's only to talk to you. Skype works fine. I don't know why people don't use it more. I use Skype for, well, I guess really just this. But yeah, you know. Um, hey, if it works, it works. It works, it works. So I got to start off, TV. I'm not having a good NBA day. Um, I'm really upset about the Sixers hiring Doc Rivers. This was not really intended lead topic, but I got I to go where the news takes us. Okay, I was going to ask you about this. See, I thought you might be excited about this. Why don't you like Doc? I do not think he's a good coach. He is, I mean, they showed this stat a bunch during the Clippers Nugget series that he's the only coach in history to blow multiple 3-1 leads, and he's done it three times with three different teams. Oh, no, sorry, two different teams, twice for the Clippers. Um, okay, so, so that's not good, but, um, and I agree, tactically, he seems like a pretty bad coach, but he seems like he's good at managing, you know, big personalities, which maybe that's what the Sixers need. I agree, if anything is his strength, that is his strength. Um, and you're right. Like, well, it's not, I'm not sure the Sixers have a ton of big personality. Like, Embiid is, is a big personality. I'm not sure anyone else really is. Like, like Simmons is just a weird personality. But what I really wanted, like, I don't think he's creative enough offensively by any means to actually figure out how to make this work. Like, mm. like I, I, I don't see Doc Rivers as someone who's going to, like, throw out his playbook of how to coach and, like, figure out how to build an offense around the players we have. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, my, my Sixers friends are saying he like raises the floor a lot. Like we'll get consistency and that's probably true, but I definitely don't think it raises our ceiling. I think it lowers our ceiling. Yeah. I feel like the Sixers are just a weird team. And if anything, you need someone who can figure out how to put all those pieces together. Um, and that's probably not doc. So I kind of wanted Dan Tony, um, Ooh, that's which a good was, pick. Yeah, which, like, there were some rumors that he, it was going to be, like, a package deal with him and Harden, and we'd be, like, trading, I, I don't know, Embiid for Harden or something like that, which I don't even know if I like that move. I just need I need something different out of those situations in my life next year. So I was kind of open for that. Yeah, kind of a disappointing season. But um, are, are you, yeah, the are Celt- you still, Celtics are right there with you. Are you still What's an that? NBA fan? Do you follow the league? Uh, not really, no. Okay. Yeah, but I keep up with the news a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, as you trash talked Yoni while the Celtics were losing, and you ruined my joke timing that I was planning that whole night um, about the Celtics losing. But yeah, it was it, too obvious. It was the obvious joke. It, it was but, definitively um, the obvious joke. Now, did you did you put that out there knowing you were playing Yoni this week? No, I did not know I was playing Yoni when I made that joke, but. It just it felt too obvious to, to leave it hanging out there. It really um, was. But it does it does still weird me out that Yoni's a Celtics fan. I feel like to be a, both a Celtics and a Yankees, Yankees fan, it just feels wrong. And Giants. And so it's yeah, Giants too. It just it's it's confusing that Yoni and I root for the same team in one sport, and you know rivals in pretty much every other sport. Yeah, it's it's a good point. He's explained it before, but I I honestly don't remember his justification other than like Connecticut's between both, which is true. Um, 
Or maybe it was just like he picks the teams that were better in each sport at the time he started following them. I don't know if that was what it was. Yeah, probably. That that sounds about right. Yeah. Because the uh, the Patriots and the Red Sox were pretty bad probably for most of the time when well, I don't know. Maybe the the Celtics and the, the Sox were good back in the eighties for a little bit, but Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll have to have Yoni explain this to us. So the well, I don't know if Yoni's gonna come on a podcast again because this is not Owen three is not shaping up to be a good season for him and your team looks pretty strong. So I I have a decent feeling he's gonna be looking at Owen four pretty soon. Um, so yeah, we'll see what his well, league let, engagement so. looks like. So the other yeah, reason, so. um, I don't think. God. Oh no! You, you, you follow through, choir boy. I was just gonna say, I I don't think Yoni's team is terrible, but it's uh it's tough to come back from zero and three. So yeah, well, not I looking good for the three P Yoni. If anyone can do it, um, and I I don't know why I know this off the top of my head, but there was the season like. I'm going to guess five or six years ago, where Yoni started 0-6 and, and then finished 7-0 and to get to 7-6. and um, But he missed, he famously missed the playoffs at 7-6 and that year. So he has some precedent here. Um, just not just not all the way back to win the title. I was going to say, yeah, the, other, the other reason um, I'm having a bad NBA day is I decided to bet, I put 200 bucks on the Heat to win the finals before game one, um, which... It's not looking good with Bam and Dragic out for game two and Butler hurt. Like they're, they're going to they're going to get swept at this point. I feel pretty confident yeah. about that. Yeah, I, I think he'd like that one back at this point. Yeah, I got it was like plus three twenty, so it was like two hundred bucks to win six forty. Um, so so basically implied odds of like a little under one in four, and I. I a healthy Heat team, I really felt like had a much better chance than that. Um, but, yeah. It's one of those bets where, like, you feel like you get good value, but you lose anyway, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. And now it's not even good value <laughs> because they have no chance. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm kind of surprised the league didn't put their thumb on the scale a little bit more to get the Celtics and the Lakers in the finals together. Celtics that, uh, don't need to be in the finals. Um, it's LeBron versus the Heat. That's a storyline. Although it's not really. No one cares about that, actually. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about the heat. Um, cool. So so you're coming off your first... Well, eight... I don't know. Is this your first 200-point game ever? You're definitely coming off a 200-point game. I think it might be. I feel like I've come close before, but, but this might be the first time I cracked 200, so... Feeling pretty yeah. good about my team so far. So it's a good week. Yeah, it's a good week to have you on. You actually, so the um, expected wins rankings are not out yet. I usually start around week four or five, but you have the high score in weeks one and three. Um, so you will definitely be leading there. Um, and I don't know if you remember, but the 2020 power ranks actually predicted this. So I feel like I get a good amount of credit for your team's success here. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you some credit for that. Okay. All right. Well, um, we can get to we'll get to your team later. I'm jumping the gun a little bit. Um, first, like, how's how's quarantine life in the middle of California burning to the ground? Uh, yeah, that part kind of sucks. Uh, the combination of a pandemic plus fires um, kind of puts a damper on things, but otherwise things are going all right. Um, I was supposed to get married to my fiance this past summer. We were yeah, I, I vaguely funny. remember you talking about that last podcast. 
yeah, we were planning to elope to the Canadian Rockies back in August, but uh, when the border is closed, it's it's hard to make that happen. So we've postponed until next year. Um, so, so you're going hopefully to that'll you're going to elope to can in Canada. That's right. But, okay, this is interesting because I feel like everyone in the world who I know who moved their wedding was because like they were planning on having a big ceremony and then couldn't do it. But you guys still could have eloped within the US. Yeah, but we really liked the place that we picked out and we kind of had our hearts set on that. And so we felt like it was better to just postpone a year and just do it the way we wanted to do it. And yeah. Are, are either of you Canadian citizens? We are not, but this is just a part of Canada that we've really wanted to go to. It's near like Banff National Park and Jasper and some really beautiful places to go camping and hiking. And so we we're just going to make a fun trip of it and just kind of get married while we were there. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't actually realize like non-citizens could get married in a different country and like have it. Does it legally count in the U.S.? Yep, the license you can transfer. So oh. we checked on that. Interesting. All right. If I if I get married again, which is semi-likely, I, I'm still married. <laughs> I'm still married to the record, but who knows how long that'll last. Um, maybe I'll go to Canada. So, so if there you I go. Was, it's an option. I yeah. almost picked you. I mean, you listen. I think you listen to the first podcast. I was very close to picking you for one of my quarantine buddies, but then I, I panicked, chose Noah at the end instead. Um, like, do you wish I picked you? Would it, do you think it would have worked in your environment for me to move in with you? Uh, definitely not. No. So um, I think in general, picking California right now is a bad choice, just given that the air quality is terrible and you can't really do all of the things that make California great. Um, and I live in a tiny apartment, so um, you would have to share a couch with my dog, and I don't think you want to do that. She's very or, possessive. Or you would sleep on a couch. Like, that's not clear, but okay, whatever. I was just assuming you would cook me a lot of – are you still a vegetarian? Would you cook me a lot of vegetarian food? Uh, we are pescatarian, so we eat mostly vegetarian but also seafood. Were you um, ever a yeah, real we, veggie, or did I get that wrong? No, I was for many years, um, but kind of So why did you go the wrong way? <laughs> well, I was having trouble just uh, – I think I was eating too much soy as a strict vegetarian, and I think that wasn't agreeing with me, so I had to diversify a little bit. To, it works for Frogger. It's a pro athlete. I don't know. It's true. There are many pro athletes who are, who are vegan or vegetarian, so it's, it's not about that. Um, but just wasn't working for me. All right, all right. So you okay? So you've been quarantined in a small apartment. Have you guys like thought about trying to like relocate for more space, or you guys are surviving in your small apartment together? I assume you're both working from home. I guess is that right? Yeah, we are. We have a little small office space, um, so we're we're getting by here. But um, yeah, we've been uh, we've been looking for some bigger places. We actually part of the reason why I was. Uh, rescheduled to a little bit later tonight was uh, we went to go check out a place. Um, oh, but, cool. Like, uh, like places to buy like it's or work out, places so. to rent? Uh, the housing market in the Bay Area is pretty insane, and uh, we're not 100% committed to staying here long term, so uh, it'd just be a place to rent. Yeah, it's it's hard to get anything good for, you know, like under 800000 or so here, so it's a pretty tough market if you're not really committed to the long term. 
Yeah, I, I imagine. Um, I mean, the majority of the people I know that live Bay Area are like from like colleagues of Uber get around from tech. Um, and now that, um, I don't know if this exists in your circles at all, but now that like everyone can work remotely, people are just like literally leaving um, and saying like, I can keep my job and not live here anymore. I'm not living here. It makes no sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I have a job that's really flexible and I could do it from anywhere and I could work remotely even before the pandemic. Um, my partner's a little bit less mobile with her job, but, um, you know, we'll see. I think we're, we're both kind of feeling the pull of family on the East coast and, you know, being away from them and not being able to travel has been pretty tough during you the pandemic. You want to so move, move back that, to Boston? You want to join the Boston Tron crew? It's, it's in the cards potentially. Um, I've heard there's a pretty good uh, Boston Tron contingent these days. Yeah. Um, I'm working on getting everyone together to go disc golfing on Saturday. Um, so far, Frogger is into it, um, which means me and Frogger will go and no one else will. Uh, but Moose, if you're listening to this, let's hang out on Saturday because I haven't seen you in a really long time. Um, yeah, you should. Okay, cool. I think I remember asking Noah if he was going to move to Boston a while back, and it was like not a 0% chance. So you guys both moved to Boston. Then we've got a fucking live draft going. Then it's easy. Yeah. Hey, I'll be there for the live draft even if I don't move to Boston. So I've been 100% on board for live draft. Every year we've proposed it. And I would have followed through. That's not just me saying it because I know that it's not going to happen. Um, and I hope people who came up with some kind of terrible excuse not to not to go to the live draft, mostly related to Ultimate, um, I hope you're feeling terrible right now because we could have made it happen. We could have had some great times with Yoni up at the farmstead up in Maine, but uh, here we are. I, you're speaking my language. I agree. I remember there were a couple of years where there was like maybe three or four yeses and it was like Yoni, myself, Anton, and then like you. And I was always like impressed that like you were the West Coast person that was willing to do it when like Noah or Lamb Chop or no one else would. So I'll give you credit for that. Yeah, I, I love the idea of a live draft. Well, I, hope we can someday. I was kind of like my whole thinking in my mind, the whole auction draft this year was like, not a live draft, but like more closer to a live draft than in the past. In that way, like, we would like, I don't know, like hang out over the Zoom and draft, but obviously it didn't actually work like that. So, so maybe next year. Um, cool. Is, is, wait, is your partner from um, East Coast too? Uh, she's from near Cleveland. So hmm. don't move, to, coast, don't move to Cleveland. More <laughs> I know that's that's one other place we're considering just because all of her family's there. But yeah, yeah family's so, legit. But like, not high on the list. Although, as someone who has been like attempting to purchase a home in the Boston area too, the house, like Gatlinburg here is better than Bay Area. Anything is, but it's it's definitely still pretty difficult. It's not great. Yeah, I feel like we're we're thinking like Boston, Cleveland, or maybe DC, just kind mm-hmm. of in the middle. Oh. Is that in the middle? DC is the worst. Why do you want to move to DC? To see Priest? It's not worth it. <laughs> well, my partner went to grad school there. So, um, yeah, she went to American. Um, so she's still got a lot of friends there. And I've got a good number of friends actually from grad school who ended up in government jobs there. So we know a lot of people there. And it's a decent city. Weather's okay. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, all right, so are you still... Are you still hanging out at your same job? You do like economic 
research think tank stuff, right? Like policy research, I'm guessing. Maybe? Something like that. Yeah. So I work for uh, <laughs> I work for a company called Mathematica, and we do um, policy research mostly. So you know, evaluation of new government healthcare pro- programs, trying to understand kind of what the impacts are on patients and costs and things like ah. that. So um, it's a fun job. You get to work on a lot of new projects all the time. Good coworkers, really flexible. Um, so have you have you run analysis yeah, so on on if masks will stop COVID or not? Because I hear results are very inconclusive there. <laughs> it is not something that we would study per se, but uh, we would maybe study the effects of different policies to encourage masking in different places and health outcomes, things like that. But uh, nothing, nothing that specific now. Yeah, the, the policy seems. How are you doing? Are you still like uh, wear a fucking mask? But yeah, who knows. Right. Are you still working for Get Around? I am still working for Get Around Strong. Yes. Um, it is. Well, I'm now debating if I should actually break legitimately confidential information about a company on this podcast. Um, I won't just. I feel like you've done off. that before, right? I probably have. But the only reason I'm a little bit afraid is if there's any off chance like Fuse is listening to this and wants to like spite fuck me somehow. So I won't. Um, we, we will be announcing good. There will be good public news about us within the next couple of weeks. I won't say what it is. Um, so that's positive. Um, yeah, I actually. I assume yeah. that it's you've been uh, that you've been named CEO. Is, is that, is that I've not did I spoil named, it? I've not been named CEO, but I have had three different jobs in the last maybe six weeks. Um, so I, I'm about, I, when I, I've had basic, well, no, how many jobs have I had? I will be starting my fourth different job and I've been there 14 months. So that's a pretty aggressive ratio. Um, one of those jobs was literally for a month when they built this new team and gave me this new role and then disbanded the team a month later before we even really did anything. <laughs> Um, which, which, when you say it like that, probably right, doesn't well. seem like it reflects well on me, but it really wasn't my fault. It was like, <laughs> we had this interim COO who wanted to do things this way, and then we have a new full-time COO who wants to do things another way, which just meant my team got completely disbanded, but it's all good. Um, but no, right, Noah but and Still I, liking it? Yeah, Noah and I are like starting, are working together, not a ton, ton. I think we're in a meeting tomorrow together um but like at this point it's like once a week once every other week i'm on an actual work thing with noah so that's that's the best part of the job there you go yeah so uh has has noah ever called you narf in a meeting before he no he he's come close and he's like caught himself and almost slipped um but i but i don't think he has um work work noah is interesting i need to um I need to maybe like record a call that he doesn't know I'm recording and then like play the audio back on a podcast or something. And that uh, sounds completely legal. So people can see, oh, if it's that or like announce company secrets on the podcast, I think that one's better. Um, <laughs> but yeah, have you, have you rented any get around ever out in California? I have not. Uh, we, we own a car, so we don't yeah, but feel what the need if, to, to get there's, But there's two. But we will if we need to. Um, What's that? Actually, there's two of you. So, like, if one has a car, the other needs to go somewhere. You got to get around. All right, sold. Yep. Um, cool. So we got to talk about football soon, 
but I'm, I'm curious to get your take on one more thing first. Okay, go what, for it. Yeah, so it's been three or four weeks. What? How would you rank Ed's contribution to the league so far? And I'll give you the scale. So the Ed. scale is Vigo to Narf. What is? How would we categorize Ed's overall value add contribution level to the league? He's been pretty quiet since the draft, so uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I wouldn't rate him very highly at the moment, but you know, maybe he's just kind of getting a feel for things, and uh, his contributions will will step up in the so, near term. I mean, his team's good, so he's got nothing to be ashamed of there. Well, his team's good, but McCaffrey's out. Is he the one that picked up Mike Davis, or was that someone else? I don't even remember. Yeah. I think someone else did. I still haven't learned all the new team names, um, so it annoys me to figure out who's who. Uh, yeah, I was – Ed, I, I know you're listening. I, I think – I don't know if I was expecting more from you, but I would like to see more from you. Is, it, is that fair, Stevie? Would we all like to see more from Ed? I think so, yeah. You know, you, you put the scale out there with uh, – you had Vigo on the bottom, and I have to say Vigo's contributions this year have been pretty I, solid. I know. So. Return to the Vigo. Vigo – I was going to say this. Vigo has verbal, it's not verbally, writtenly. Wait, what's the, what's the word? Is writtenly a word? I don't think so. In writing, so. in writing, Vigo has confirmed he will come on a podcast this year. All right. So I want to hear what's up with Vigo. I feel like I haven't heard from him really in, in like five, five years more. It's, <laughs> it's really something like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's not that complicated. He has a job and one kid, which is basically describes the entire league right now. So. Um, I don't know. All right, so so Stevie, you your team is good. Well, actually, honest analysis: whose team do you think is stronger right now, yours or mine? I think my team's stronger. I don't think it's close. What? I mean, what are you basing that off of? Um, I think I'm basing it off of the players that are on my team, and also the players that are on your team. Are you sure? Because my team broke 100 this week, and I think my season high is like 120, which is significantly worse than your season low. Actually, no, it's not, it's not even 120. Um, I'm checking right now. It's 119. My season high is 119. But we were the top two teams in the preseason rankings. Like, what's, what could have gone wrong? I think you're a little bit overly optimistic about your team sometimes, Narf. Hate to break it to you. Uh, I think I think you've got potential to. I think your team's not as bad as it started. I think you've got some players who have been underperforming. I think Ertz is going to get better soon with some more opportunity. Losing Saquon Barkley definitely didn't help. (laughs) Uh, But the Henderson pick was good. The Henderson pickup was good. Thank you. Benny Snell Much better was, than Benny Snell. Benny Snell was not. I've, I spent like $130 of fab in the first two weeks. Um, I, Henderson's pickup was good. I feel like the Miles Gaskin will be like a solid enough flex running back. He gets a lot of work at least. Um, but yeah, once once I dropped to 0-2 and, and then lost Barkley, um, at the same time that Carson Wentz become the worst fucking quarterback in the league, it was just not looking like it was going to be a fun football season at all for me. So. Yeah, I mean, I think you've you've got an outside shot at the playoffs. Let's just say. Oh, I'm, I'm going to make the playoffs. I'm not worried about that. Um, so when I did when I did my preseason power rankings, which is a very complicated mathematical algorithm 
on the back end. I would explain it. I just don't know if, if you would probably get it or not. But you actually came out as the strongest preseason wrench team I've ever done. So really? there, there's a, yeah. So actually, sorry, not in absolute, but in difference between first and second. There was the largest gap between first place and everyone else this season of any of any season I've done. All right. Yeah, I was pretty happy with my draft. So, did you it. did you go so did you go into the auction with like the specific strategy of how it played out, or did that just sort of happen by chance that you were the only one with money left and got all the values at the end of the draft? I think this was exactly the strategy that I went into the draft with. So I've only done one auction draft before. And I think the mistake I made in that draft was probably similar to what people like Anton were doing in this draft. And that was to be too cautious early and kind of have a set value for players and not be willing to go above that. Um, I think if you do that, you kind of miss out on all the top talent and it's, it's hard to put together a good team. So I definitely wanted to get, you know, at least one top 10 player um, maybe a couple in the top 20. And then at that point, I would feel pretty good about being more selective and just looking for value. Um, and then, you know, just waiting for that value in the mid rounds where you start to see, especially a lot of wide receivers who people kind of forgot about who are, you know, just way more valuable than the, the price they're going for like five and 10 bucks. So I'm a huge Robert Woods fan. Um, like he was 14 for you, which isn't five or 10, but like, I, I, I think he's, I don't know. He's just such a good value where you got him, I think. So were, were you targeting any specific players? Like were you targeting Kamara and Adams or they were just below your max bid? So you, you, you got them as the like value at the opportunity. No, they were the two actually that I, that I really wanted to get going into the early rounds. I thought Adams just was great last year, except for an injury and had, basically no competition for targets in that Green Bay offense and yeah. figured that Rodgers would bounce back enough to, to make Adams a solid player. Rodgers looks really good this year, so I think Adams has exceeded my expectations even a little bit. Um, and then Kamara is just a great player, you know, the, the kind of running back who doesn't need to be in a positive game script to really produce, um, catches a ton of passes, so... Um, nice nice definitely one of those game script, CB. That's, that's some, like, that's some fantasy lingo yeah you know i've i've been sucked in a little bit again this year i feel like i never want to pay that much attention to fantasy but my team feels pretty good and so it's it's kind of sucked me back in yeah fantasy's fun when it all works um your team's usually pretty good every year so i'm sure you pay more attention but yeah i i mean i get like yeah your team is good adams adams didn't even play last week and you put up 200 um which is like literally two weeks of scores from my team. Um, and even the week you lost, so yeah, I haven't done expected wins, but the week you lost, I think you put up like the third or fourth highest score. So it's not even like you had a bad week there. Yeah, I lost to the highest score that week. I think Anton put up like 180 or something. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like my team's pretty deep. I feel like I'm not really relying on any one or two players to really put up a lot of points, so. Um, I think I should have a pretty good floor most weeks. I know. And there's not, like, there's not another team that I think, like, stands out other than you. Like, Vigo is 3-0, and but I don't actually think his team is all that strong. He's, like, seventh in points scored. Um, 
Like, is, is there any team you've looked at and actually think is like on par with yours? Yeah, I think I think you're right about Vigo's team. I think he doesn't have a second quarterback, and you know the yeah, the Washington. He has Haskins options, is probably right? not going to play. He's, yeah, but he's probably not going to hang on to that job forever. And then Roethlisberger, I'm looking at his roster now. Um, yeah. So I feel like that's a that's a big hole for his team. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of teams that don't that only had a couple quarterbacks, you know, didn't roster a third quarterback, and then had some injuries or you know some guys lose their jobs or are in trouble. Yeah, um, I mean, literally the only thing saving my team right now is that I picked up Fitzpatrick at the end of the draft as my third quarterback, and he's maybe now my best player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as other teams that are good, I think I think Lamb Chop has a really good team with a pretty high ceiling. Don't say Lamb think- Chop. I don't want to. I never want to give Lamb Chop credit, but uh, credit where it's due. I feel like he always he always finds a way to pick up like the mobile quarterback who's just about to, he has, to take. He has, he has Kyler, right? And so Kyler, Kyler and Josh, and Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah, I, I've always thought Josh Allen sucked, like both in fantasy and in real football. And I, I'm starting to think he might be good at both, which is weird. He's definitely good at fantasy. It's hard not to say that. Um, right, like right. He's always been, he's always run enough to be to be good at fantasy, but it seems like he's got some wide receivers this year. So I don't yeah. know. He might he might finish as like one of the top three quarterbacks, which is crazy. Yeah, he's looking at. I mean, yeah, he, he looks good right now. That's yeah. Lamb shot. So do you have anyone on by? Oh, Derek Derek Henry and his Tannehill. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, this seems pretty solid. Fucking lamb chop. Is he? Do we have a gap that he needs to fill as like league villain again? Can we have a villainless league? I don't know if it works. I don't think we can. I feel like I was hoping Lamb Chop would would step back into that role because I think he's really good at it. To to give him credit, um, I think he's 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 really good at trolling. You know, it's, and it's like the kind of trolling where you kind of love to hate him. You know, he's like the heel in wrestling, right? He's like the guy you love to hate. Whereas, you know, to contrast with someone like Fuse, sorry to dump on Fuse too much, but I feel like Fuse would always just like take it too far and just just piss people off. And like, it's, I don't know. No, it's, it's exactly right. Like, Lamb Chop is good at trolling. Um, Fuse, Fuse would take it too far, but he also just like, where we started wasn't like clever or amusing. Like, there was never any comment Fuse made that I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of funny, or that's like smart in any way. It was just like obvious stuff, and then it would just get annoying. Um, yeah, I don't know if we have another. I wonder who it could be other than Lamb Chop. That would be a bold move for Ed to step into if he wants to start adding more value to the league as like a first year villain. <laughs> that is a bold move, but uh, hey, Ed, if you're up for it, you know the the opening is there. I could almost see Vigo. Well. No, I can't be Vigo. It's, it's got to be Chops. Um, I feel like Vigo would be the worst at it. No offense, Vigo. Yeah, I was saying Vigo, and then I realized as I was saying Vigo, I don't think he'd be good at it. But you don't have to say no offense, because he's not listening. There's a 0% chance of that. Um, I'm actually, because I know he's not listening, I'll spoil it a little bit. When Vigo comes on a podcast, I'm planning on asking him trivia questions about our league for the last five years and seeing if he can, like, get anything right about what's happened. And they're going to be, like, relatively easy. So, if you have any good ones, you can let me know. 
Ah, did we lose I, Skype? I, I don't have very much confidence in Vigo. Are you here? Can uh, you hear me? Ah, Skype cut out in the middle, uh, but now I'm back. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not, saying not, I don't have much confidence. It. I don't have much confidence in Vigo to, to get any of those questions right, but, but we'll see. He might surprise us. Yeah. Um, no, no, no one really does. Um, so are there any, I was looking at matchups this week. There aren't, it's still hard to say if there's like any marquee matchups. Um, I think the, yeah, the only one of like two above 500 place teams is Vigo versus Bleach Energy Drink. And that is, I want to guess, oh, that's Anton. Anton. Oh, Vigo versus Anton. That's a matchup. Um, Anton's two and one. Fuck, every team is better than mine. I don't think that's true, but but I would I put you in the bottom half. Yeah, I know. To be fair, where did I rank Anton in the preseason rankings? Um, so I actually put you first and Vigo third. So by record, that's pretty good. Um, I put Ed fourth and Lambchop fifth, and you said they're both good. And Anton says my power rankings are really good. Yeah, um, your power rankings are very good this year. They're good. We all know they're good every year. How bad are Moose and Noah's teams doing? As my and Lionel, as my bottoms and Hudson. Um, all right, check. This I think Hudson's team is decent, but the other three are, yeah, maybe not surprisingly in the bottom. Okay, so at least in points scored. The bottoms and the bottom five in points scored are Narf. Throw that out. Then Noah, Moose said they'd both suck. Yoni said he'd be bad, and Lionel said he'd suck. This is a these are pretty accurate power rankings. These might be your most accurate power rankings ever, but it's only week three, so they they really might be. They really might be. Yeah. All right. I don't do anything else fantasy wise. It's just, it's too early for me to to me to really be on on top of the league that much. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, I think. One thing I did want to run by you is a, a trade offer that I made recently, but oh. um, I, and I, I won't, I won't give you, I won't give you crap for your best pick, worst pick, because that looks pretty bad in the week zero power rankings. But um, wait, wait, is it give me, who, for who, your team or for everyone? Um, pretty much everyone. Um, okay, for you, I gave best pick all of them. That seems close enough. Okay, that's fair. But Adams, I don't think Adams is a bad pick given how he's played. Well, I know. I, he's I, injured. I, another I, I, never, I never think he's that good. Um, I, I still actually don't think he's that talented of a player, but he puts up good numbers in that offense. Uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, let's, let's not rehash that. Okay, um, okay. So, so what's the trade proposal? Okay, so I feel like I need to tell you the, the players. So it's out. Oh, this was a trade offer to Lionel because you could figure it out by the players. So Lionel's got some serious injuries with he's got Garoppolo out, Godwin out. He's starting a non-quarterback in his super flex position. So my offer to him, tell me if you think, I think this he was dropped something. Kaepernick this week for the first time to pick up real players. <laughs> what a sellout. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. Go for it. So my offer to him was Stafford, Robert Woods, and David Carr, uh, sorry, Derek Carr, uh, for Deshaun Watson, Chris Godwin, who's injured, and Garoppolo, who's injured. Is this okay. a terrible offer, something you'd think about? 
right. I, I, it, it took me that whole time to pull up both rosters. Okay, so we got to go this again. You offered Stafford and who else? Stafford, Robert Woods, and um, Derek Carr. Stafford, Woods, and Carr. Okay, and you requested in return Watson. Who else? Godwin and Garoppolo. Trades with this many players are hard to evaluate. So it's the same. Both trades are two QBs and a wideout, right? Did I get that right? Yep. And you propose this or Lionel propose this? I propose this. So my thinking was that he doesn't have a second quarterback for as long as Garoppolo's out. Godwin's also injured for probably at least a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so I'm offering him healthy players who well, no, are performing he's got, well. He's got, he's got Nick Foles right now. He's fine. Does he? Yeah, well, yeah, but he picked him up this week off waivers. That's who he got uh, for. Did I miss that? Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> but, but let's pretend you didn't have Foles in your scenario. You're... you're <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think, if I, okay, if I evaluate, you're getting Watson for Stafford, so advantage you, um, although not that much, because I never think Watson's that good. You're getting Godwin and giving up Woods. Are we sure Tom Brady's going to be able to make this offense good? I'm, I'm less and less confident about that every week. Yeah, I feel like the, the players I'm looking for from Lionel, I feel like they have some upside, but have been underperforming or were injured. Um, and Carr for Garoppolo. I mean, I would I, I would take Carr over Garoppolo, right? I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but I'm not sure like it matters that much to be trading back. I'm not sure it matters who's getting the better end of like the non-starting quarterback necessarily. Um, so Godwin and Watson for Stafford would. I would I would say no if I was Lionel, especially with Nick Foles now. Yeah, that's true. I think I, I missed that he picked up Foles. The, it's not it's not terrible. Like I, I I think like you could negotiate off of that. I don't know if he straight rejected it or not. Um, maybe he will after listening to my my questions advice here. But oh no, he's already rejected it. And his yeah. his counter offer was uh, Garoppolo and um, Godwin for Devontae Adams and Matt Stafford, which I quickly rejected. Garoppolo and Godwin for yeah. Um, that's almost a little fusish of Lionel. <laughs> yeah. I mean even even if Godwin was healthy, like you can make an argument if he was healthy, he'd be better than Adams. I, I would have said that preseason. I don't think I would say it now though. Um, right. But th- yeah. yeah. Oh man, that would have been a blockbuster if that had gone through. Yeah. But, but anyway, I, I overlooked Foles, so that's that's my bad. Yeah. You um, want Should we trade Quire Boy? You want me to try to propose something to you? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I feel like there's trades to be had in this league, but um, not this a lot is of actions. So very trade averse league. Like, I'm, if you go back and look, I bet there's less than less than five trades a year. I feel pretty confident saying that. Yeah, it's true. And without fuse here, I feel like there's going to be even fewer. So speaking of without fuse, can we we need to do like a reversal of all of fuse's influence in the league? 
The one rule that I think was driven by him that I hate so much, it still stands, is waivers on Tuesday night. Because it used to be Wednesday, and we moved it up a day like three years ago. Can we just move that back? Do you like waivers on Tuesday? Does anyone like that? I don't. I, I kind of hate it because you don't get to see any practice before you put in your waiver claims. Yeah. It, right, because no one practices until Wednesday, so you have to put in all of your auction bids before you see if anyone's hurt and missing practice or, or anything like that. So That's actually a I, much better point. Than, that wasn't even my reasoning, but that backs it up even more. My reasoning is just like Tuesday is my off day for fantasy. Like I, I, I want to break from the past week before I have to like think about setting up for the next week. Um, so, all right. I really don't think Anton will let us change it in the middle of the season. What if we get a unanimous yeah. vote? If I can get all 12 people to say we should change it, do you think Anton will change in the middle of the season? I think he would consider it, but then he would probably say no, because he would tell you about the process that you have to go through in order to make a rule suggestion and a change. I feel like he's very bureaucratic that way. I think I would get 11 yeses, and then he would say no, not because he doesn't like the rule, but for the sake of then not getting 12 yeses to change it in the middle. That sounds right. It does sound right. All right, that was an interesting trade. Um, any anything else on on fantasy topics, Squireboy? Before we get to my new segment, I feel like we've talked enough about fantasy. We can move okay. on to uh, to did your you, segment. Did you did you, did you see my email that I sent you an hour ago? And have any time to think about it? I did. I saw it right before okay. we started, but I, but I did have some time to think about it. So it's it's a good question. I like it. If you want okay. to introduce it for yeah. everybody. Oh else. yeah, I'm I'm going to introduce it. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure how I'm going to do it each week. Um, so here's the premise. Um, the, the new segment is which current or extremely recent, but let's try to go with current NFL quarterback style of play or something about them reminds you the most of your own ultimate game. And you kind of have to go with like your throwing slash handler game because it's a quarterback. You don't really have to, but that's what I'm saying right now. So Here's the way I think I'm going to do it. I think each week um, the, the pod guests will think about it for themselves. And I'm also, I'm going to have my guests, not my guests, my answer for everyone too. Um, so I have who I think you are. And I've mapped out most of the league already. Uh, so then I think if you get who, and I also have one for myself. So I think the two ways you can win, not that there needs to be winners, are if you guess who I guess for you, that's a win. Or I'll let each person throughout the league get one guess for me. Um, and whoever gets me right first wins. Um, again, winning doesn't really mean much here. But may- maybe we can siphon some of the winner's money off for this. We'll see. Uh, okay. So does that make sense, CB? Yeah. All right. I got you. Okay. So, and other rules that I'm making up now. Once someone has claimed a quarterback for themselves or I assign them that quarterback, you can't use it for yourself. So assuming you and I have different answers for who you are, that's two quarterbacks off the table for everyone else. So you okay. actually have an advantage going first here. Um, all right. So do you want to go first? I'll, I'll you go first on who you think you are, and then I'll give you the correct answer. <sighs> all right. I'm a little bit on the spot here because I haven't thought much about this. So you're saying current, I thought I could go back a little bit farther. You, you can go back, you can go back. It's current or recent, but like, like recent, I mean, 
up to up to your own your own judgment. That's fine. Okay. And so just to clarify, this is based purely on style of play. This is not about it, it, like personality or no, looks or anything based, like that. It's based on whatever you want, honestly. I probably said style of play, but let's expand it to which current quarterback, for whatever reason you want, reminds you the most of yourself as an ultimate player. Like however you picture yourself as an ultimate player. And I don't think you actually play with them at all anymore, but you'll have to go back to your college. I don't. <laughs> all right. So, all right. This is a tough question. Um, one, one thought that came to mind okay. was, and this is just the first thing popped in my head, was Tim Tebow because oh, of the choir, choir boy connection. Yeah. Not super religious for the record, like Tebow, but I feel like, like Tim Tebow, not the greatest thrower, um, just to, to be honest with myself, um, but but tried to make things happen, good teammate, so I, f- I feel like I'm going to go with Tim Tebow, if I can go back that far. You can go back to Tebow, because, man, CD, we are really on the same page here. I, I was very close to picking him for you, but I went with someone else, and I wanted to go to current player instead. Um, and by the way, my own answers are probably going to offend those of you that feel strongly about your ultimate skills in one way or another. So we'll get used to that. So here's what I'm giving. I'm giving you Philip Rivers. Um, for a okay. Of I was actually thinking about Philip Rivers for, for yeah. current quarterbacks. One, super Christian, um, him and your name. So there's the match there. Two, really weird throwing form. Um, no mm-hmm. offense, but your forehand form is always like bad. Um, or just mm-hmm. weird. You made it. You made it work for you, but it was it was weird. Um, in Rivers' like current game, like he, he checks down a lot. He like gets the ball to the running back. He like, doesn't try to force a lot. I feel like Choir Boy as a handler that was, you, or you try to get rid of the disc a lot, just like dump and reset and go back up and cut. I don't think you were like looking to make a lot of plays for your throws. Um, but then the the final part of that is like. Sort of like Rivers, it, when you do have to, in the fourth quarter, like make a big play with your throw, like I wouldn't really trust either of you. Rivers and NFL, you're going to throw the pick interception in the fourth quarter, CD in an ultimate game, if you're Ouch. trying to like make some like great like 50-yard hook to like in, in tight coverage, like I don't think you're the person I'm going to for that. Um, so so that, is my, that is my quarterback for you, Philip Rivers. But we were pretty close in a lot of those reasons. Harsh assessment, but but I'll agree with some of it. I this is what I got. I need I need a new I need a new segment. I haven't had anything new in in years. Um, so look, this is what this is where we're going. Do you want to take a guess at who I have for myself? You're welcome to. I'm not going to tell you who it is if you get it wrong though. Okay, I do have a guess actually. I'm just okay. kind of looking at photos. All right, for very little. Logical reason. I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. Incorrect. Mm. But I, I feel like he even kind of looks like you. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Is that where you got it from, or was there another reason? I'm curious. There's also the first photo of him is like him in a backwards hat, and so you just kind of throw a pink hat on him, and I'm wearing a backwards hat right now. (laughs) Are you really? Yeah, I I have not gotten my hair cut in like seven months, so I have to wear a hat every day because otherwise I can't look at myself and no one else can. All right, so that wasn't a terrible guess. 
No, Stafford was not. I feel a like Stafford, guy. he's got you know pretty good arm, like makes makes pretty solid plays. You know, um, not the most mobile quarterback, but kind of gets it done where he needs to. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that's a bad guess for me at all. Um, but it, it's not who I have. But to be honest, I didn't consider a ton of people for myself. It was sort of like the first one that popped in my mind. It's like, yeah, that's it. So. Who knows? Uh, all right, CB, this was a good pod, and we came in under an hour, which is nice. Um, this is I, good. The, the hour and 40 pod with with, um, with Yoni was, was too much. I, I fast forwarded so, all the, so all the basketball talk with Frogger. It was, it was so long. I, 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 guess I, I like just zoned out for the 20 minutes of Celtics talk, um, and then the Tron Ranks went on so long. I thought that was a good Tron Ranks, but it went on, went on for a long time. I also, I was talking, I was like work talking with Noah a little bit ago and I offered that he could join us, but he's not free until nine o'clock Pacific. So he said if we're still podcasting, he'll join. Um, but I don't know if we're going to make another two hours. That might be rough. I think we should, we should call it under an hour. That sounds good to me. All right, man, CB. Uh, good luck this week against Yoni. So I want Yoni to go 0-4, but then not good luck the rest of the season because I need my team to beat you in the playoffs. That's how I'm thinking about this. All right. Well, well. Good luck to your team. I, I think you got a chance to make the playoffs. So uh, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going for. That's what I'm going for. All right. Take it easy, choir boy. Later. All right. Good talk to you, man. Bye.